1: Eight minutes after 10 o'clock on this Wednesday, the 12th morning of the eighth month of the Year of Our Lord 2020. Thank you so much for being with us. We're going to take you until 11, in which time you get some Mike Gallagher. Then you get a whole bunch of Dennis Prager and Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Everybody is going to have thoughts, no question about it, on the selection of Kamala Harris as the next Democratic candidate for president. Did you catch that? I didn't misspeak. Kamala Harris, the next Democratic candidate for president. You have to treat it like that, you know? You can't treat her like she is a candidate for vice president, not when you have the mental acuity issues involving or the mental health issues, uh, the mental decline issues uh, of Joe Biden. It is extraordinarily possible, if not probable, that he can't finish a first term and that whoever his number two is, is going to be the next president. So we have to view her that way. You have to vet Kamala Harris as a potential president of the United States, not a vice president, which typically doesn't move the needle very much. And so that's what we're doing. I mentioned to you in the first hour of the program, first half hour of the program, that Kamala Harris, the senator from California, has been proven to be not by some conservative looking to rake the Democratic vice presidential nominee over the coals here, but by Newsweek Magazine, one of the many... Mainstream magazines uh, that are far left of center, Uh, Newsweek fits that bill, and Newsweek Magazine, publishing yesterday, Kamala Harris more liberal than Bernie Sanders, Senate record analysis shows. Bernie Sanders is the gold standard of liberalism, right? Because he takes liberalism to the next logical step, the next degree. He takes liberalism into socialism. Liberalism, progressivism, I kind of consider them on the same step of the same scale. It's just two different words meaning the same thing. But the next step is socialism. Inevitably, we move toward communism. So literally, Bernie Sanders is the gold standard for liberalism because he goes to the next step. He is an admitted socialist. Oh, sure, he tries to stick the modifier in front of a democratic socialist, but we know that a socialist is a socialist is a socialist. Kamala Harris is further left than him. The government watchdog website says Newsweek, govtrack.us, uh, dot, I'm sorry, govtrack.us, ranked all 100 U.S. senators with an ideology score 1.0 being the most conservative, 0.0 being the most liberal. That score is based on each senator's legislative behavior, namely how similar the pattern of bills and resolutions they co sponsor are to other Congress members. Members of Congress with similar political views will tend to co-sponsor the same set of bills or bills by the same set of authors. And inversely, members of Congress with different political views will tend to co-sponsor different bills, the website explains. Well, GovTrack.us, in this fair analysis of all senators, all 100 of them, gave Bernie Sanders an ideology score of 0.02. Kamala Harris... 0.00. Together, they ranked as the two most liberal members of the Senate, Harris being more liberal than Bernie. The website said uh, said that Harris joined bipartisan bills the least often compared with other Senate Democrats of the 471 bills that Harris co-sponsored, 15 percent were introduced by a legislator who was not a Democrat. She may have scored a slightly more liberal than Sanders also because one of her author bills actually became a law where none of Sanders reached that far. So it's, But just in case you're wondering, ah, maybe that's a one-off. Maybe that's just one analysis. Well, except for the fact that we also have this <clears throat> from National Review. Citing an organization called Progressive Punch. Nicknamed leading with the left. This is a left-wing organization proudly identifying the most left-wing, progressive, liberal uh, members of of Congress and of the Senate. And according to Progressive Punch, Kamala Harris is the fourth farthest left of any senator in the uh, upper chamber. With a score of 96.76% out of 100 on crucial votes despite moderating very slightly in the period when she was running for president. She had to try to become a little bit moderate or, or try to pretend to be one when she first announced her candidacy last year and then through the beginning of the spring. But just to give you an idea of where that ranks, Elizabeth Warren is fifth on this scale. Kirsten Gillibrand, sixth. And Bernie Sanders, the gold standard, tenth. But Kamala Harris, Joe Biden's number one choice, Fourth on the scale from progressive punch. she's more. She is more liberal, period, than Bernie Sanders, which is simply incredible. Kamala Harris is also a very, very dyed-in-the-wool devoted racial activist. Do you remember what she said in uh, 2019, in January of 2019, after Jussie Smollett staged one of the, I won't even call it one of the biggest, just maybe one of the most high-profile race crime hoaxes? That we have seen in modern times? Kamala Harris said, quote, At Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know. I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was an attempted modern day lynching. There's a lot of history in that word. No one should have to fear for their life because of their sexuality or the color of their skin. We must confront this hate. She tweeted this in January of 2019. Now, since that time, We have all come to find out through multiple investigations by multiple law enforcement agencies, both local in Chicago and federal, that the whole thing was made up. The whole thing was a hoax. He hired these two Nigerian guys to try to attack him but not really hurt him. They got them on tape, (laughs) on camera, buying the rope and the hats and everything else that they used in this 2 a.m., 20 degrees below zero, rung to subway in which MAGA country guys, white guys, came out and, and assaulted him, the whole thing was proven to be false. Proven, I say. You know where Kamala Harris's January 2019 tweet sits right now? Still on her Twitter feed. She hasn't renounced her commentary. She hasn't disavowed Jesse Smollett she continues to push the belief that he was assaulted and attacked because she is a racial activist first and foremost. And if you really want to take it to another degree, we don't have to, but we could. She is also extraordinarily anti-Catholic. She has expressed anti-Catholic bigotry on more than one occasion, including when she was uh, speaking to... um, Uh, Brett Kavanaugh during the Senate confirmation hearings and declared that his status as a member of the Knights of Columbus, which is an all male uh, Catholic society of men dedicated to service of of their communities and uh, and of humankind in the name of Catholicism. She uh, declared that that status uh, makes him uh, ill suited for the Supreme Court. Oh, by the way, Joe Biden claims to be a devout Catholic, and yet he chose this anti-Catholic running mate. So all of that stuff should be considered in the soup. All right, let's go back to the phones now, and we're going to talk to who's been sitting there. Oh, Navy man Norm has been sitting there for quite a while. Hey, Norm, you're on the air. Good morning. Go right ahead, sir.
2: Good morning, Bob. Yes, you are so right about this virulent anti-Catholic, anti-life Kamala Harris when the uh, uh, pro-life, People went underground to film the sale of baby parts from fetus, from unborn fetuses, to uh, labs. Instead of prosecuting the perpetrators Planned Holocaust Hood of California, Kamala Harris prosecuted the people who made the undercover movies of the sale of those unborn fetus Pro,
1: yeah, you're talking about David Delighton and uh, Project Veritas, right. She prosecuted yeah. them for their expose of what planned uh, murderhood was doing.
2: Right. And this is what we can expect from Kamala Harris. She is a virulent, anti-life, infanticide demagogue. And she will come after us in a heartbeat. And she is, she is, uh, if it can be said, far worse than pro abortion Joe Biden. So they got a real. And that there.
1: matters. And, and that matters, Norm, as I said. And I know you realize this because, again, I don't believe Joe Biden's mental faculties will allow him to serve an entire term. If you elect Biden Harris, you are electing Harris president of the United States at some point in the next four years.
2: That's exactly right. So I never knew, I never thought that the Antichrist would be a female, but I guess the Antichrist. Can take on any any uh, uh, personality any gender that he wants well I'm wants. not
1: I'm, I'll tell you this nor thank you my friend for the call I'm not qualified uh, enough to determine who the Antichrist is I might that might be a little too far but I'll tell you what she is a very very dangerous and yet very very powerful woman then again most people who are dangerous are people of power they kind of go hand in hand when you don't have a lot of power you can't be too terribly dangerous depending on the circumstances of course. Let's go to my Houston, Texas, two days in a row. My friend Will listening online on whkradio.com. Hey Will, how are you?
3: Hey brother, how you doing, man? Good, my friend. All right. So let's 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 get into this this Kamala Harris thing a little bit. Now, I I you know, I don't think I've ever seen a more she, she, the woman knows how to skillfully <laughs> skillfully not not say what she is, but then at the same time saying what she believes in, and and so it's going to be up to conservative media. It's going to be up to you know social media to really, 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 you know staple the, the woman her, her words to to her and you know what she's about. Perfect example. You know, you know, you know, um, just how how Biden tries to you know kind of skate around. Well, we we just want to redis- uh, uh, redirect funds. You know, somebody asked her about you know defunding the police or whatnot. Matter of fact, she she did an interview. She did an interview on one of these reality shows, and so their 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 new catchphrase now is reimagining public safety. Right? <laughs> that's 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 their the new uh, little catchphrase. And so basically, when you dig into it, though. You know, and she she talks about well, we want to um, send funds to this resource and this program and that program, and and um, and she also also says some along the lines of well, because they and, and this is the quote. I'm, I'm gonna read the quote to you real quick. Okay. For far too long, for far too long, the status quo thinking has been to be, to believe that to put more police on the street, you're going to have more safety, and that's just wrong. That's not how it works. Really. So, well, so, basically,
1: what you're saying? Go ahead, go ahead. Well, he, here's the thing that I would like for somebody in an upcoming interview to ask her. And I don't know if she'll subject herself to actually, you know, cross examination uh, the way Joe Biden won't. You know, Joe Biden won't go sit down in front of Chris Wallace the way uh, President Trump did and accept the grilling and explain himself on various things. So, I wonder if she will accept. Any interviews in which she might ex- she might actually receive tough questioning and follow up questions, but here's what I hope somebody asks her will, based on what you just said, if mm-hmm. she is a woman of color, and again for the purposes of this campaign, she'll call herself black, uh, even though mm-hmm. she is Jamaican and Indian, and in fact, kind of was sworn into the Senate, she called herself an Indian American, Indian American, right. right, which is which you, is you, which you. is pretty amazing to me. But for now, <laughs> she'll be for now she'll be what they need her to be, which is black, right. And for right. her to say what you just quoted, that the answer to, to uh, more safety is more police on the streets, is just wrong. I wonder how she'll speak to her fellow black community. When consider When you consider the fact that an extraordinarily important poll, a Gallup poll, found that yep. 81% of African Americans want either the same amount of police they currently have in their communities or, or more, more absolutely uh, you know absolutely. she's saying that's just wrong is she going to tell black america no you're wrong you don't want more police in your streets that's the wrong approach i want to see if somebody will ask her that
3: you know you know who else who else has used that that little smartly crafted phrase reimagining reimagining policing reimagining public safety who's that uh, uh the the, um, the black lives matters um I think uh, Patrice Calours, I think that's how you say her name. Yeah. She's, she's, that's, that's, that's a little phrase that they use to say what they want without actually saying what they want but then when you well
1: you're 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 right she has said that but other members of BLM have flat out said defund the police and when we say defund we mean abolish the police and then of course when people say well how are you going to deal with you know rapists and thugs and criminals and killers and so on and so forth then they say well okay then we'll have to reimagine as you say a new way to create public safety but it involves the abolition of police and that's what Kamala Harris stands for.
3: Yeah, absolutely, man. And so, like I said, just 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 that quote alone, dude, just that quote alone, you know, you see, you know, what, what the lady believes, you know, but, but with her being a prosecutor for as long as she was, you know, she knows how to kind of skate around. That's why, like, that's why I said it's going to be so imperative that the media, conservative media, man, yeah. really, really nails her down. Okay, what do you mean by this? What do you mean more police is just wrong? What do you mean that's just wrong?
1: Well, what's what's sad about what you just said, Will, and thank you for the call, my brother, is you said it has to be conservative media who does this. It can't just be Fox News that brings this up. Somebody in the mainstream media has to ask her these questions. Somebody has to present this to the majority of America so they can make up their own minds on it. All right, 1022, right back after this. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland, on 102.5 FM.
0: It's the Bob France Authority.
1: 1027. Let's get another couple of calls in here before the bottom of the hour. After the bottom of the hour news, we're going to talk to John Pence, who is a senior advisor to Trump 2020. Get his thoughts on Kamala Harris as the running mate for Joe Biden. He also happens to be the nephew of uh, Vice President Mike Pence, so he knows a little bit about the job of vice president. That'll be an interesting conversation. Let's go to Akron. Tanya, you're on AM 1420 The Answer. Good morning, Tanya.
4: Good morning, Bob. How are you?
1: I am Long fantastic. Time. Yes, it has been, yeah, and that's your fault. You know my number. you got to call more often. <laughs> uh,
4: I, I have been taking a hyenas from uh, all <laughs> social media but yours, so. I only do it on Wednesday and Tuesday.
1: Well, I appreciate Um, you coming in whenever you can. Thank you, Tanya. Go ahead.
4: uh, I was thinking Joe Biden did exactly. he's, He's called, now he has, he was vice president for Obama and called him clean and articulate. Now he has a female that he can call clean and articulate. Neither one of them are African Americans, okay? They're all cute or handsome. You know, he would have been better off getting, you know, Bottoms, the mayor from Atlanta. She seems to be more competent. Even our lousy representative, Mark Hill Budge has some administrative skills. Susan Rice at least, knows international. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris is an affirmative, can affirm- the worst type of affirmative action candidate. No administrative skills, no leadership skills, no legislative skills. She's a lousy lawyer and she has nothing that she could walk into the presidency other than black people will vote for her because she's the first black african-american vice president and she's female
1: even though even though there's not a whole lot of africa in jamaican indian <laughs> they're nope. calling her african-american okay. even though she's jamaican and indian just to throw right. that out there
4: it, it makes me want to puke and that's were when I think of a Shirley Chisholm and a Barbara Jordan, who worked, who was so confident, okay, that could have ran, been excellent vice president. Now, there's a lot of things I didn't agree with them, but they were charismatic. They worked hard. You know, they didn't ride on anyone else's coattails. They worked their way up from the bottom. But it tells you something about liberal Americans. We want to hire we want to hire and we want to put up front the best looking Hollywood looking individual instead of looking at someone competent. Okay. You if know the only had thing missing. Darker the- skin and she would have been fat. Ah. Okay. She would not be there right now, and someone needs to be honest and say that. And I'm saying it.
1: Well, the only thing missing, Tanya. From Tanya, the only thing missing I got to go to news here, but you a very very powerful stu- statement you're making and you do remind me of what you said earlier about what what uh, Joe Biden said about about Obama. The only thing missing here is jo- Joe Biden calling her the first uh, clean uh, articulate mainstream African American or black woman to to be uh, you know to be considered for a ticket, the same way he insulted all black people by saying Barack Obama was unique because he was clean and articulate. That was as racist as a statement gets. He's unique because he's clean and articulate, unlike most black people. The only thing missing now is a Joe Biden statement about Kamala Harris in the same way. Tanya, great call. Always great to hear from you. Thank you. John Pence joins us next. All right, 10.36 now. We continue on AM 1420, The Answer. Thank you so much for being with us. We've got 24 minutes of outstanding awesome left for you. Mike Gallagher is going to take over and bring you his brand of awesome at 11. Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, you're going to have analysis all day long on Joe Biden's number one pick, who also happened to be Donald Trump's number one pick for a running mate, Kamala Harris, who said this about Joe Biden just a few short months
4: ago. And it's personal, and I was actually very, it was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputations of two United States senators who built their reputations and career on the segregation of race in this country. And it was not only that, but you also worked with them to oppose busing. And, you know, there was a little girl in California who was part of the second class to integrate her public schools, and she was bused to school every day. And that little girl was me.
1: It was by far the best moment of the entire primary debating season for Kamala Harris. Because the rest of the time, she was flat terrible. And the only time she scored points was against Joe Biden, who has now selected her as his running mate. Joining us now for more analysis Uh, senior advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign. He also happens to be the nephew of the Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence, John Pence, joining us now on AM 1420, The Answer. John, good morning. How are you?
5: Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be back in the heartland, back uh, close to my home state of Indiana here in Ohio.
1: Isn't it kind of funny that Kamala Harris is being celebrated for being a woman of color? I don't think we can call her African American, given the fact that she's Jamaican and Indian, but OK, whatever. She's a woman of color. Uh, and this is what Joe Biden promised. He would pick a woman of color as his running mate. Isn't it kind of funny that this woman of color uh, has all but accused Joe Biden of being a racist, celebrating segregationists and supporting uh, uh, segregation and opposing integration by busing?
5: Well, you know, I, I think uh, what what concerns me about Kamala Harris is that she's from California. California is the laboratory of the radical left, and now this is all but solidified that the radical left officially controls today's Democrat party, and uh, that's what we're up against. That's why in Ohio I'm going to be meeting volunteers. People are energized because we know we don't want America to be another California. Uh, We don't want big government overregulation, more taxes, uh, you know payouts and handouts for illegal immigrants instead of American citizens, uh, and, and and that's why we we there's only one candidate that's going to put America first, and you know this, I know it. Uh, it. It's Donald Trump. He's doing it for every American of every corner, every community of this country, and 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 we need him to do it again for four more years.
1: Let's talk uh, a little bit more about Kamala Harris's qualifications, John Pence, because um, unlike in a lot of other races, you know, the the vice presidential pick, and this is no disrespect to your uncle, of course, the current vice president, but it doesn't usually move the needle a ton, Uh, and maybe it does in a poll for a short period of time, but at the end of the day, it's top of the ticket against top of the ticket. Um, but in this case, we have to pay much more attention to this nomination because I think we all know, and I think even liberal Democrats are going to be Joe Biden voters know, that there is a very good chance with his mental acuity and his problems seemingly you know, being able to stay on track and to remember things, there's a very good chance he doesn't even finish a first term, much less run for a second term, which means we could be vetting President Harris here, not Vice President Harris. That's why this is so important, is it not?
5: Well, it is. Um, you know, this we've seen a less than hostile takeover of Joe Biden and the Democratic Party uh, with California Democrats like Nancy Pelosi and now you know Kamala Harris leading the way. Um, I, I don't have to remind folks that uh, Senator Harris co-authored the Green New Deal with AOC. Uh, if 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 Senator Harris and Joe Biden have their way to ban fracking here in Ohio. That would be a loss of $245 billion here in Ohio, a loss of 700,000 jobs. You know, folks in Ohio, folks in the heartland, we fight for more growth, not more government. And a senator from California is just going to bring bigger government uh, to the White House. And that's why we we, we can't let Joe Biden and, and, and Senator Harris. Uh, uh, have have that privilege of serving the, the American people.
1: Well, you know, it's a very important point you just make, John. John Pence is our guest. He is a senior advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign. I should call it Trump Pence 2020. For goodness sakes, your name is in it. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, she is has been rated according to at least two different surveys, um, govtrack.us and the progressive punch leading with the left organization as being further left in the United States Senate than the gold standard, which is Bernie Sanders, who is an admitted and avowed socialist, for crying out loud. She not only co-sponsored, That's as right. you said, the new Green Deal, she also supported uh, uh, Bernie Sanders and his Medicare for All program. So you talk about giant government, you talk about uh, less uh, freedom for individuals and for businesses, higher taxes, let the government dole it all out. I mean, honestly, Kamala Harris checks every one of those boxes, even more so than Bernie himself.
5: Right. All of these ideas incubated in California, you know, that instead of the People's Republic of California, I'd, I'd call it the Socialist Republic. Um, you know, decriminalizing border crossings, open borders, putting America last, appeasing uh, communist socialist regimes in, in our region around the world. Uh, Joe Biden, 47 years of, of signing trade deals like NAFTA. Um, you know, but for Donald Trump, we now have the USMCA, why over 860 agricultural groups here in the heartland and around the country supported passage of that America first trade deal. Um, we, we know what uh, Biden brought to Washington under his eight years. And we're seeing that the radical left uh, is ready to bring an even extreme, more extreme agenda. Uh, And that's why, you know, they have officially taken over the Democratic Party with the selection of Senator Harris as as VP.
1: We are talking with John Pence, senior advisor to the Trump-Pence 2020 campaign. You're in Lake County today. Uh, You mentioned a couple of times being here in the heartland. Uh, What's the agenda today, John?
5: Right. Right. So we'll be up in Lake County uh, this afternoon. I'm actually going to head to Erie, Pennsylvania for a quick stop uh, this morning. But head back to Lake County. Um, and just doing the hard work of campaigning, um, you know, knocking doors, uh, thanking our volunteers that have made over, uh, you know, 7.2 million phone calls here in Ohio. We actually knocked our millionth door last week down in Cincinnati. Um, so this ground game that has been building uh, over the last three years to reelect President Trump is, is on a historic pace to re-elect this president. And, um, you know, I'll give you the last number here, Bob. Uh, just at the end of last month, we hit our 70 millionth voter contact. Uh, by comparison, end of July 2016, we had hit our 25th million. So we're three times what we were on the ground, and that's even in the midst of this uh, pandemic. And it's just a testament to the energy, the enthusiasm that the American people have for a president that's just always fighting for us and putting our country first.
1: John, how concerned will you be if there is a uh, massive push for and the achievement of all mail-in voting in the majority of the states?
5: We can't let it happen. Um, You know, talking about California again, they already passed the universal mail-in voting, and and the right to vote, one person, one vote, principle is all but gone in that state. Uh, In Nevada in the last week, the RNC, under the president's direction, is now suing the state of Nevada, their legislator that's trying to make these last-minute changes. In these changes, saying that you can count votes four days after election day, and you can actually bundle votes, ballot harvesting by putting more than one ballot into a, a non-postmarked uh, envelope. Um, we're not going to allow the um, the 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 pandemic to be an excuse to, to destroy our uh, voting integrity, and that's why this Republican Party and our president is fighting every inch to make sure that this is a, a free and fair election and reflects our great constitutional rights that we also cherish.
1: I, um, I hope you were able to do that because I think it would be devastating and I completely support President Trump when he has been asked numerous times whether or not he will accept the results of the election and he said, I don't know. And a lot of people say, oh, he's a dictator, oh, he's a tyrant, he's always trying to try to impose lifetime power, blah, blah, blah. No, he just wants to make sure that there is a free, fair, as you said, a free and fair election where everybody gets one vote and one vote only uh, and that everybody's vote is, is certified and verified and you cannot do that. We have seen countless examples of 500,000 ballots here being uh, discounted, 100,000 missing from there. Uh, the, for crying out loud, their New York primary, I don't think they still have decided yet because of all of the mail-in votes that they haven't figured out whether right. they're valid or not. So. The idea, that's right. and that's on a small scale, that's just one city or one state, the idea that right. we can, you know, 50 states and 330 million people and around 200 million voters or whatever the number is, the idea that we can trust all of this to just go through the Postal Service and that everybody's ballot is going to get to the right place and then it is going to be filled out by the right person and returned to the, um, uh, you, know, to the uh, uh, you know, the, ballot box, if you will, postal, by the Postal Mail and that that's going to get where it's supposed to be is just impossible to believe.
5: Well, we, our expectation is that states should stick to what we've been doing for years. Florida, they do absentee uh, voting, and they've had years in the works to make sure that that is a good, fair process. Um, but states that, like you mentioned, New York in June of this year did all these changes, and now they're paying for it. They're yeah. still trying to figure out who won uh, some of those elections in June uh, end of June June 23rd was when that election was. so uh, you know this there needs to be common sense there needs to be common sense in our democracy uh, there needs to be our constitution uh, and our constitutions not suspended even if we're in the midst of a crisis of pandemic that we're all fighting and doing our part to fight but um, you know president Trump is going to continue to bring that common sense even though folks like Pelosi, and Democrats now are are, are pushing otherwise.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly hope that is the case. Last question for you. I don't know how close you are with Uncle Mike, the Vice President of the United States, but give me <laughs> your analysis or your prediction for how a one on one debate will go between Vice President Mike Pence and new vice presidential nominee slash candidate Kamala Harris.
5: Well the, the Vice President stepped on the stage yesterday. Uh, he's giving a speech Um, with the uh, uh, Mormon community in Arizona, Mm -hmm. talking about the importance of faith in America and and how this president's just been a champion for religious freedom. Um, But he stepped on the stage and said, you know, congratulations, uh, Senator Harris. I'll I'll see you in Salt Lake City. Uh, The vice president will be ready for this debate. uh, And this debate will be about the issues. And when you contrast a president that's standing up and putting America first versus Joe Biden that put America last for nearly 50 years and the Democrat Party that now is just completely controlled by the radical left, I think it will be a pretty clear choice for the American people.
1: Well, it certainly should be based on results, based on leadership, and based on what we don't hear from the basement of Joe Biden. I wonder, somebody asked yesterday, and I can't remember who it was, but it was a great line on Twitter, does Kamala Harris uh, get her own basement? Is she going to have to be locked in now for the next 90 days, or is she going to be allowed out and actually to speak for the uh, uh, Biden-Harris campaign? It it really is amazing how much of a pass Joe Biden has gotten, isn't it, for not, not having to answer the tough questions, having press conferences on a daily basis the way Donald Trump is, Submit, subjecting himself yeah. to interviews from tough interviewers the way President Trump has. Uh, and I'm not talking about Sean Hannity. That's an easy interview because they're friends. But the Chris Wallace's and others. Joe Biden hasn't had to answer the call for pretty much anything, has he?
5: No, there was a time um, in the last couple of months, it was about a 91-day streak that Joe Biden had taken no questions from anyone in the press. <laughs> and the Trump campaign kept asking him, you know, it's day 90, it's day 90, it's day 88, you know, former vice president, are you going to speak with the press? And, um, you know, he, he did, but it was uh, something, you know, about, you know, the color of his tie, some softball, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but this president, in contrast, like you said, he is the most accessible, the most transparent president, I'd submit to you in the history of our republic, uh, you know where he stands. He's not afraid to take the tough questions and he's not afraid to stand up for what makes America great. And that's why we we need this president for four more years in Washington.
1: We absolutely do, John Pence, and we thank you and everybody else on the campaign for doing what you can to help make that happen. Uh, John Pence, again, is a senior advisor for Trump Pence 2020. He's in Lake County today meeting with supporters. uh, And uh, believe me when I tell you, there are a lot more supporters here in Northeast Ohio than will be reflected in any polls. And we appreciate the work that you do. Thanks,
5: John. Thank you, John. Trumpvictory.com. Yep, trumpvictory.com if you want to get involved. Thank you. Got it.
1: Thank you so much. There you go. That's uh, John Pence, uh, senior advisor to the campaign. I've got time for a call or two more here before the top of the hour. Dial it up, 216-901-0945 or 888-281-1110 right here on AM 1420 The Answer. Now heard
0: through downtown, through greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority.
1: All right, final segment. Now at 1055, we'll get a couple of calls in here. But before I do, I want to hit this uh, quick clip. It's 10 seconds. Um, A caller previously, my friend Will from Houston, Texas, who listens online every day at whkradio.com, or I don't know, maybe he listens on the free mobile app, or maybe he listens through his personal device, his Amazon Alexa or his uh, uh, Google uh, Home thing or whatever. There's a lot of ways to listen to this program, right? Anyway, he listens to it, and uh, he brought up um, a line that Kamala Harris delivered in an interview about defunding police and about police on the streets. And I found the audio during one of the breaks here, and this is what she said. It's a short one. I'm Sorry about that. Let's make sure we can hear that one more time.
4: You know, for far too long, the status quo thinking has been to believe that by putting more Police on the street, you're going to have more safety. And that's just wrong. It's just that's not how it works.
1: More police on the streets does not equal safety. That's just wrong. That's just not how it works, she says. And I'm wondering how she's going to explain those remarks to the African-American voters who supposedly are excited about having this non-African-American woman of color as the vice presidential nominee. Remember, she's half Jamaican and half Indian. Her birth certificate says half Jamaican and half Caucasian. Just to throw it there for you. But um, but 81% of African Americans, according to Gallup, 81% want the same amount of police on the streets in their communities that they have or more. None of them has said fewer cops, please. Fewer police, that's what we want. That'll make us safe because they know fewer cops on the police lead to more black deaths. Fewer cops on the streets will cost black lives. That's why Black Lives Matter is not supported by African-Americans all over this country because they know it's not about black lives. It's about politics. Uh, A.C. is calling us from Cleveland on AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, A.C., go ahead.
5: Hi, Bob. Bob, I just want to clear up something real quick. You had a caller that claimed that this candidate was the Antichrist. Yeah. And uh, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, it makes it clear that the Antichrist is a man, not a woman. And yeah. it also makes it clear in that chapter that this Antichrist will not be revealed until the Holy Spirit is taken out of the way and that hasn't
1: happened yet. Yeah, but does so. Thessalonians declare whether or not it might be a woman who identifies as a man?
5: Eh,
2: it is
1: Let's just checking. Thank you uh, AC, appreciated. Mike in Columbia station. Hi Mike, go ahead.
2: Hey Bob, how you doing? Hey, Good. these are my thoughts if uh President Trump does win and we lose the uh, Senate and they keep the house, I can guarantee you they're going to uh, they're going to impeach him and then they will have to go to the Supreme Court and you know how radical justice uh uh, roberts is i believe then uh they'll, they'll take the vote and, and get them out
1: well uh, here's my thought my friend uh, i believe that if they win one they win the other in other words if they win the senate they will win the presidency and if they win the presidency they will win the senate i don't think it'll happen where trump carries the presidency but the democrats take over the senate I don't. If that does happen, you're right. That would be the case. They would start impeachment proceedings again, and then they still need two-thirds. They're not going to get it in the Senate, but then they'd have more of a shot at it. Wow, well, that's a little early, but we're out of here. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.